What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Hosted by me, Fiona. This is part three of our in-name only one-shot, so make sure you listen to the first two parts before continuing on with this episode. To briefly recap, Evelyn, Megan... Izzy and Grace have been transported to a mysterious fantasy land where their names determine all their skills, abilities and powers. The old woman who teleported them here informs the party that they are, in fact, the Old Ones, a group of famed adventurers known for their heroic deeds and who can be called upon in times of great need. A demon has been terrorising the local village of Sandpoint and, according to an ancient prophecy, only the Old Ones could defeat such a terrible evil. If the party is able to defeat the creature, the woman promises to send them back to their homeworld, along with any new magical powers or treasures they have gained along the way. Remember, when players need to make checks, they roll a d20 and add a bonus if they are using one of their talents. If the result is 10 or more, they succeed. There are different check modifiers which alter the circumstances and mechanics of a check. For instance, a difficult check has a DC of 15 to succeed instead of 10 whereas a dangerous check, if failed, will knock a character out of the game for the remainder of the scene. There is also a special check modifier, known as a chaotic check, which comes into play whenever a magic talent is used. If the result of a chaotic check is a prime number, the action is treated as if the goal was something other than what the character intended. The check is still a success or failure as appropriate to the result. You can find out more information about InName Only and download a free copy of the rules on the InName Only Kickstarter. You can also buy the full version of InName Only from the PNP Arcade website. That's www.pnparcade.com. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the adventure. So we'll go with the tavern first. It's quite a short distance between the town hall and the tavern. I assume you don't get on Pearl, go over and then park. <laughs> no, no, Evelyn just like goes like and I follow. Imitating Pearl. <laughs> so um so you go you go across to the tavern, you open the big swing doors and you just see what looks like I would say the fantasy version of the web spoons. <laughs> The carpet. So exactly the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've seen this it's town. It's Every town you've been in. Um, it's quite a lovely roomy thing. And actually what you notice about this tavern, it clearly used to be a converted barn of some sort. So you've got the upstairs part. It looks like a piano player with these long flowing stairs coming down. And it's nooks and crannies where people are sitting and eating. And of course... In true Western style, the door opens, and when you're at the front, Grace and Izzy are sort of back, and then behind looms Pearl. <laughs> like the beginning of a Western. <laughs> oh, Everyone looks oh, round, but this oh, time, oh. This, and what you notice as well about this tavern is that there are very few people in here. Oh. And again, you remember the councilwoman talking about how this 
town, people are starting to leave in droves because they're so worried about this illness and this sickness affecting them. Yeah. Uh, once someone loses a couple of their memories, it shows a big decline in their mental capacity, so it's just easy to get out of town and try and get away from the source of the sickness. So you see like a couple of people, maybe a few older couples, uh, a couple in the corner playing chess, or maybe uh, someone reading a book or something like that, but people look up um, and some someone waves. Uh, <laughs> and there's a couple of whispers like, oh, hiya! <laughs> yeah. And, and some, there's some whispers you do hear of, um, oh, oh, the old ones. Oh, you know, it's it's, them. it's, it's them. Yeah, exactly. But then you know, sort of, some people, people leave to your own devices. What would you guys like to do? Earl offers me a smoke. <laughs> I politely decline. You can't ad lib with my Oh, I'm sorry. Great. <laughs> She's mine. Oh, and I haven't got an end. Okay. Pearl's so supposed to stay outside. So I'm like, Pearl, sit outside. And then I go and just take a seat but... Pearl sort of does the intercepted sign of like, going, okay, and then walks around. There's like a big window which will just peep in. <laughs> oh, yeah. so sad. And I look and make sure she's okay and I like point at a drink and sort of signal that I'll take one out for her later. What's Pearl's like go to drink? Rose water. Rose water. Oh, she yeah. fancy. Lovely. Lovely. She little lady. She's What would you three like to do going into this tavern? I'll grab a swift plane. Drink. Yeah, but yeah. I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm like looking around thinking, hmm, do I know anyone around here? Do you know anyone? Uh, you can make a, a check, so remember it's just rolling a d20. You're not using any of your powers. Oh, I was like, no. <laughs> You're not using any of your powers, so it's just going to be a straight 20. Natural 20! Great. You don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I oh think I do. You absolutely <laughs> wasted that 20. You're never going to roll as high again. Again, you're still coming back to your senses, and you know it's been some, possibly many, many hundreds of years since you have been in this plane of existence. Mm -hmm. So anyone that you did know, uh, likely dead, or the descendants, and you vaguely, you know, you've never really been to sand point before. So I wouldn't even vaguely recognise a descendant? Uh, Unlikely. Even though genes are very strong. Uh, Genes are incredibly strong, but unfortunately (laughs) not in fantasy Uh, D&D. But but the councilwoman has sort of, uh, before you left, she would have gone through saying, oh, the tavern owner, and it's called, oh, the tavern's called like uh, the Frog and Bucket. Classic. Uh, And she she says the tavern owner, she's a lovely woman, you'll you'll really get on with her. Uh, Just ask for her, she'll be right there. So, Do we know her name? Now, here's the thing, if you guys remember, any time we name a character, <laughs> yeah. they get powers. No, no, I'm saying, do we know her she name? Didn't, she didn't say her name. But Neither did I. Really? <laughs> but this is what I think I'm going to implement, is that if you decide to call someone their name, mm. and say, oh, is it so-and-so, and then that will be their name, and then okay. they get powers. That's the rule I'm going with on this. Wow, okay. So please feel free uh, to invent a number of NPCs that have powers that are useless. <laughs> <laughs> Three um, big ladybugs who can all run. So, <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, seated at the bar, signals to whoever's behind it, preferably the tavern lady. Mm-hmm. She like sort of waves her hand, like waitress, <laughs> and you're like, you're like, you're like, like yeah. she's like dangling her hand, like. Okay. So you're just you're calling for attention. Yeah. Okay. There's a pause because <laughs> no one will serve you. <laughs> 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 and a sigh as someone sort of below your eyeline is sort of the top of a head. <gasps> is a, a crunch of a stool being pulled out. 
And this uh, dwarf gets up on the bar and looks straight at you and goes, yeah? <laughs> And, it, and it's a woman, but she has the biggest beard you have ever seen. It's like going all the way down to her, like past her knees. It's beautifully, um, like loads of braids in it, loads of uh, some shiny bits in it. Like it is in- immaculate. Everyone respects this. She goes, uh, hi. Could I get some, uh, just half of mead and some rose water to go, please? Uh, you don't have rose water. <laughs> What? I can put some petals in some water for you. Will that help? I. Is it for you? <laughs> I can't a pearl. <laughs> and I just shrug like, uh, petals? <laughs> petals goes, nah. <laughs> Waste not, want not. Okay. It's a special sign for. Yeah. yeah, that'll do. Put them in a jar and shake them. Should be fine. Okay. Oh, you're, you're the old ones, aren't you? Oh, it's on the house. It's no problem. So, <laughs> and then I said, I have literally made my double. So you say a, a beer or something? So. A half of mead. We don't do a half here. Only travels. After some uh, debate about what drinks are on offer, you get <laughs> in presumably the finest uh, meads on the house. And rose water. Thank you. It comes as a picture, and all it is just a flower head. Stuffing <laughs> the top. But I imagine the water needs to be slightly murky, like a bit clouded. Oh, 100%. You do not want to drink this water. No. The mead is probably safer. Yeah. So it's fine. Poor Pearl. Can I help you else? Anything else? Evelyn's busying herself, like wiping <laughs> the rim of the mead thingy with her monogram handkerchief <laughs> before she takes a sip. Isabel gets bit Larry on mead, on the free mead, and says, ah, great maiden with the beard, tell me your story. Like, I feel like you are tattooed on my arm, because I have those, those tattoos mm-hmm. that move. So uh, I have uh, just seen a little beard made on my arm, and I can't remember why it's there. Tell me your story. <laughs> Once more with feeling. <laughs> tell me your story. She just turns and goes, hey, it's not me. Uh, you're, uh, is he, right? I have a great ice vial. Uh, uh, ice vial. That's me. Evelyn just rolls her eyes like a god's sake. She keeps pronouncing her name. She wants to my mighty swords, not in peace, not in, not in war. I, uh, there's no weapons policy here. Oh, okay. I am out of flirtation. Forward, tapping Izzy on the shoulder, like it's okay. You can sit down. You can retire your flirtation. So mighty, like sit down and crush a stool. Oh no! <laughs> you might have to pay for that. How about free meads? I hear you've come to help with our uh, little demon problem. Mm. Yeah, Evelyn takes a sip of her mead and then like stifles a grimace and steeples steeples her fingers over the the tankard and she's just like, oh yeah, did you uh, know that uh, elder's daughter who disappeared by any chance? Uh, you weren't there when they talked about the elder's daughter. What? Well, oh, it was just to Megan. Oh, it was just oh, to run away. I was investigating alone, actually. Oh, because then you said, can I check in her bedroom? Damn it. Okay, you fine. Rewind. Okay. Evelyn asks if this bar lady's known anyone who's had any dealings with the demon. 
make me a simple check. And that means, uh, roll a d20, because you're not using any powers. Uh-huh. If you get lower than 10, you can roll it again. I got 10. Uh, roll it again. I got 18. Yeah. So even though you've made quite an impression on this uh, bar woman, with Izzy trying to flirt with her, that is the loosest <laughs> definition of flirting I've ever heard. I, I, I have a picture of you on my arm. It's moving onto my heart. And the fact you'd already sort of ordered ridiculous drinks and sort of turned your nose up a little bit, and the tavern owner's like, I, uh, a couple of people have... Uh, I know. Um, no one close, thankfully, but uh, we're thinking about moving out in a couple of days, you know, shutting up shop. I've got a cousin in uh, Stonehaven. We'll probably move there and help with his business. What business is that? <laughs> Stop laughing at my character's voice! It's just because someone's literally been like, a livelihood is separate. <laughs> and you're like, what's the business? <laughs> what is get a discount? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, making a... Candle. No. Oh, why would I... Why would I... <laughs> <laughs> you just jump in and like, oh, it's just like, no, candles, glass. Don't, don't work. <laughs> I just keep guessing for about 20 minutes. And she, and she goes, no, um, he creates, like, beautiful pottery. Oh. Uh, I sell them on. Um, not as lucrative. He's, he's much more of an artist than I am. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's not relevant to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's like, I'm very sorry you feel you have to move. We're actually going to try and uh, stop the demon because we hear it's a bit of a nuisance. So do you know, do you have any like potential knowledge of this demon that might help us so that we could maybe save your livelihood? Our woman goes, ah, well, um, and she points to a corner where the patron with huge books is, oh, you might want to start with him. He's a librarian. He's been trying to read up all about the um, stuff there. Okay, Evelyn barely waits for her to finish before she ah. just stalks over to the, the book guy. <laughs> and she just sits down and she's like, Bookman! How's it going? The librarian looks up, and you can see again a very st- stereotypical librarian. So, swept back, uh, posh boy hair, uh, huge, like thick glasses. Like, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Um, <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, you're the you're one of the old ones, aren't you? Oh, we've heard so much about you. Oh, thank goodness! And um, basically, from this book, pulls out maps, pulls out uh, schemes, and stuff. Goes right. Well, well, what do you what do you need to know? Uh, Literally everything. Um, Yeah, so how do we get to this Emix place then? What you need to know is that there is a huge maze at the beginning, and there is a gate in essence, and it basically it's like a mirror. Well, that's what what we've heard of, and it shows you your true selves. So we've had adventurers go there strong, you know, men, honest men, and they come back whimpering cowards because it's showing them their true selves. It's quite a... We don't know how to pass it. It's definitely a, a, one of the obstacles you probably will face. There's also a very number of traps. Uh, they sound like normal sort of dungeon traps, which I'm sure you were all capable of. <laughs> Just normal dungeon traps. Just stand us at a normal dungeon traps. <laughs> so, you know, ten for a pack. He'll show, he'll show you 
images of like of what he thinks there might be in there. So there's like huge sores that come over. <coughs> there's like um, it looks like a drawing of a corridor, and there's like a certain number of steps, and then obviously the certain symbols point at you. They're touched. There's like arrows that come out. So he sort of but we don't know. Nothing's been confirmed. People can't get past this first gate. And no one's ever passed that first gate. As far as we know, I mean, the gate itself is reports from the adventuring party, okay. but everything else is just from my own research. I'm sorry, from my own research. From <laughs> <laughs> uh, my own research from the local area. Okay, so you've not really got much idea beyond the gate because no one's been. I mean, they say uh, a true way is to know how to defeat the demon. That's going to be the biggest part of this, really. As you know, you may fail a trap or you may fail to navigate, but some if the demon knows you're nearby, you need to be better to be prepared against it. And I'd like someone to make me a check using law. Izzy, can you make the law check? Do that. Oh, oh damn, that's six. six. <laughs> I've done research. Uh, the best thing you can probably do is to um, somehow... Something about names. I'm sure you're aware that the, your name is the most powerful thing. And he looks through and he's like, there's so many different names for this. There's the IMAG and the IMAG and the IMAG. There's so many people have been saying different names. And I don't know which one is the true name. Mm-hmm. And it is true. If you think back... Every time you've met someone that talks about the demon, mm. they've all pronounced the name ever so slightly different. When you were oh, I thought he, that you were just accidentally forgetting a little bit. Nope. How polite of us to never mention it. It's <laughs> very polite of you going, oh, Fiona's completely lost. <laughs> oh. um, so is that for us to def- decipher? <laughs> How it's actually pronounced, that we have to figure that out. I'm sorry if that's a really dim question. Because I've, been, themes, so. I've been saying Emig the whole time. But I don't know how's it like in my head at least. I've been calling it Emig, like Emmet, but with an egg. Okay, Bookman, do you have anything else to tell us? <laughs> there also could be, as well as traps, and as well as um, the maze itself and this gate. There could also be another monster. You know how sometimes you have the big baddie boss at the end. Sometimes you have the minion. It goes through other notes, and he pulls out yes. Well, the one I, I think, which is about a, just sort of calculations in the air, he goes, yes, I think with a 70% chance, I think you might face like a, maybe a, a minotaur. They're very usually associated with mazes. Okay, and what are minotaurs' weaknesses? Oh, I wouldn't know. I've only read about them in stories. Thanks, Mr. Who killed the minotaur? Wow, you're useful. Oh, actually, <laughs> Jason. No, Jason. Maybe, no, not David. No, no, it's not no, David. No. It's not Goliath. Just think of the famous people. I've literally just killed the Minotaur in Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well, and literally beforehand they're like, "Hi, here's a lesson in Greek mythology." (laughs) And now I can't remember anything. So, whilst you are talking to the Bookman, just just Bookman, just Bookman, he doesn't have a definite article. We can't presume anything. (laughs) Megan, I'm elsewhere. You are elsewhere, so. You've talked to the councilwoman and yes. she has said she will escort you to yeah. her dwelling. And it's, it's not far, it's a couple of streets away. And mm-hmm. again, you notice the same thing that uh, these guys saw in the tavern. The streets, although they were busy for market day, uh, slowly but surely the shops are packing up and people are leaving in their droves. Mm-hmm. As, you know, some of the houses you pass are boarded up. And the couple close to the councilwoman's house, she doesn't live in a very fancy district at all, just a very sort of, not run down, but she doesn't see herself as above she sees herself as an equal yeah and you pass several houses where the doors are just wide open and often you can hear crying from inside sometimes children's crying and you might glance in and you just see 
one one house you see is just a woman just sat on a chair, just looking into the wall, not moving at all. <laughs> she uh, the councilwoman quickly escorts you on. Sometimes you see people shuffle out. Some people come out of their houses to sort of greet the councilwoman, blink a few times, and then shake their head and go back in as if they've forgotten something or thought one that was about to say. The councilwoman leads her to a house, and it's a very homely sort of a bungalow type flat. My uh, daughter's room is uh, up top on the right. Um, I'd ask you, um, obviously, feel free to search, but if you couldn't leave it as you found it, because um, I still hope she might come home. And she bosses away to sort of pop into the kitchen to mm-hmm. make some drinks and stuff. What would you like to do? So I immediately go into the bedroom. <laughs> you go into the room, so as you open it, it is a very typical sort of teenage room. Um, and actually you're surprised how, again, your memories of sort of the um, your past life come, in, come through here. There are like pictures on the walls, but they're not like the posters that you've been used to in, in real life. There are sort of scrolls, there are sort of uh, a whole wall full of books, you know, beautifully sort of kept there. And you probably, you soon sort of realise that this girl loved reading okay. and kept everything pristine and perfect in every way possible. The bed, beautifully made up, and there's a lovely window looking out onto a uh, sort of ramshackle garden. It's a room which is uh, you know, quite small, but it's clearly well loved. Oh, okay. I let out a sad sigh, but this is exactly what I wanted because this says to me the sort of room of a girl that keeps a diary, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I'm looking for. Excellent. So I start looking around the room for a diary, being very careful, like not rummaging through things, of like course. very carefully, like gazing over the bookshelf, mm-hmm. looking at the bedside table mm-hmm. slash under the pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, do I need to roll for this? I'm you sorry. will. And I was going to ask, do you have any powers that you want to help you with this? Well, not really. The only jammy thing I was thinking of maybe doing is seeing if there was a potted plant and using nature magic and asking it if it remembered <laughs> her saying anything. Yeah. That's a good you, do. you can totally do that if you want. Yeah. That's such a creepy plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, did she fancy? Are there plants in the room? Yes, there is a plant in the room. Um, okay. As a bookish girl, she's got a few couple of plants, but there's one beautiful sort of orchid type plant. But again, the memories of this world are slowly coming back to you, and you don't recognise the plant itself, but it is a beautiful, almost something magical about it, sort of the way okay. it comes up and catching the light. I'll try and use my nature magic mm-hmm. to talk to the plant first. Excellent. So is that a plus three for your modifier, for your... Plus three. Yeah, so yeah. roll your d20 plus three. Into what do you get? That is 14. 14. So you, as you sort of look around the room, you sort of see this plant mm-hmm. and you start casting your magic and it's sort of around your sort of fingers, sort of little sparks of magic comes. And the plant doesn't necessarily speak to you, mm-hmm. but you get the sense, it sort of becomes aware of you and you sort of get on sort of almost like a, the same wavelength. Okay. Uh, what would you like to ask? Is there a limit on... Because I'm assuming I can't right. just ask it. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. How do I get through the maze? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm going to ask, does she keep a diary? You get the sense that sort of the petals stop moving a certain way and you get, yes. Okay, do you know where it is? Suddenly the leaves start changing a little bit and there's sort of a point towards the bed. Okay, when was the last time you saw her? And in your mind this time, some of the, the smells and the aroma of the plant sort of overwhelms you slightly and you get actually... Because your, your connection with nature, this sort of image comes up, and you see it's like a late night, the window is open. A girl, long black hair, dressing really sort of quickly, writing something down, like, the door, like looks up towards the door, thinks about it. 
shakes her head and then gets out the door. His sense is that it was recent. Okay. Don't know a timestamp or a date on it. Okay. And then... And you get the feeling, again, the plant can't really give you sentience or anything like that, but you get the strong, like, the, it's almost tension, this sort of fear emanating from the scene you see. Okay. Was she herself as you knew her? You get no response. Okay. I thank the plant. <laughs> so then you see the slight bow of, of the orchid. Okay. Feel like I definitely could have gotten more out of that fucking plant. Anyway, um, I go to the bed and look for this diary. Make a d20 check, please. Okay. I'm furious. 14. Oh, yeah, so yeah, with that help from the plant as yeah. well, um, you look under the pillow, you, you know, rip the sheets off a little bit just to try and see, and you look underneath, and actually, it's not in the bed itself. You start feeling around and you feel a loose floorboard, and as you sort of pull it up, you get a box, and in the box you find leather bounds with a diary on it as sort of a symbol. Nothing that it strikes you immediately to mind, you just think it's like some sort of token, some sort of and you maybe open it up and inside it it's like um, it says to my daughter may you write as well as you read that sort mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. inscription you, you assume is from the mother in the box itself there's um, a couple of pens uh, maybe a, like a, a couple of sweets perhaps again you get the sense that it's not necessarily a rich family and so things are sort of anything precious is sort of kept in the box and you also find a pendant a very beautiful sort of like not a jewel, but say you can tell instantly it's not like anything. It's almost like a almost like a cheap plastic in a way, to this, but the way it's sort of this sort of bead is encapsulated by different sort of vines and different sort of things, almost like a oh, like an orb in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like that sort of size, quite big. Yeah, um, it's something you would think would just hang just below the collarbone. Okay, I'm going to hold on to that pendant, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to open the diary. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to invade her privacy to any kind of extreme level, so I'm just going to go towards the last few pages mm-hmm. and get the information that is in there. It's about three quarters full. Okay. So the last couple of entries, you sort of skim through, and there are interesting things. It's in this diary, you see uh, the date written, and it's scribbled out and written again several times, as if she'd forgotten she's forgotten certain things and sentences repeat themselves slightly but then eventually she sort of gets into a pattern where she went she sort of says the time of day so sort of mid-morning I went to the shop and I did this and actually now you look at it the penmanship and the sort of the more fingerprint marks or sort of more switched on it and you think she might have had this on her quite a lot yeah to keep reminding herself what she was doing where she was doing it it mentions dreams it mentions talks about how the dreams itself, right at the beginning, seem very vibrant how she would be in a cavern, in a cave of some sort. Mm-hmm. And there'll be something they're asking her questions, and she wouldn't remember the questions, but there'll be, there'll be stuff about a choice she would have to make and to save, save someone's life, what would she do? And she would make this choice, and then the next morning she would forget what choice she made, and then over and over again this dream would repeat until basically she, all she could remember was the choice, cave, and the last sort of thing goes, I know what I need to do. The only way I can save my family, my town, is if I go. And then at the end, it sort of says, like, Mum, if you read this, don't look for me. I'm doing this to save you. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. And that's all anything useful I can glean from you, this diary. And, and what you do glean as well from it 
that's a good point, mm-hmm. is that there are little bits of information about what she too has researched. She talks about meeting some librarian, bits of puzzles and stuff, and she writes about a gate, and it's, the gate is repeated several times, and it shows true self, and she, and she says that true self, <laughs> and then she sort of says another gate perhaps, uh, and, then, and then she says true self, be true to yourself. Any mention of the maze and stuff, she, she talks about how she's got to be prepared for that. At the back of the maze, you see a to-do list, which again, it's crossed out, repeated, crossed out, repeated. Mm-hmm. And it says string, rope, vine, string, rope, vine. Right. I close the diary, think for a second, put it back in the box, put the box back where I found it. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping hold of the pendant. It's in my hand, though, it's not on a pocket or anything. No, no, it's in your yeah. So I leave that. Can I ask Mr. Plant Friend one more question? Of course, yeah. I'd say your spell's still up. It's like, you know, you're, you're still Sick. getting used to the things. <laughs> yeah. So. so I turn to the plant and I say, Do you know about the demon? No response. Interesting. And I hold up the pendant and I say, Do you recognise this? And again, this sort of aroma sort of come in, and you get a vision. The same room, clearly years and years before where you see um, a younger-looking uh, councilwoman comforting a much younger, almost childlike uh, version of her daughter who's crying quite a lot. And you see that they're in sort of mourning clothes and you get the sense of sadness mm-hmm. and passing. He'll always be with us. His memory will always be here. This is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and she said always, you know, he loved you and this is the most, you are his most precious thing. And now we remember him. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Ooh. My eyes are a bit tearful. Like, I, yeah. I very quickly wipe them away in case you all could see. And then I um I thank the orchid again and I say, You'll see her again. Oh. And I leave the room. You can't promise that, mate. Yes, I fucking can. And as, as you leave the room, you oh. get a sense of the gratefulness. Yes, Aww. I love plants. I also love the idea that you ask a plant, does it know anything about demons? It's like, I don't know. It was worth it. I just like the idea going, oh shit, I made I had a dream. Oh, I'm the <laughs> I lost all of my memories. I used to be a person. Little shop of horrors. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not as mean though. So no. I'm gonna find um, the council lady again. Yeah. And I'm going to show her the pendant, <laughs> and I'm going to say, I know this is really important to you, but would you mind if I take this with me in case I find her? I think this will help her remember who she is. The councilwoman. She sat at her kitchen table with like sort of. You know, she goes. She wouldn't have left without that, unless something bad was happening. That is a memento left by her father. He was her world, and that would have been her most important memories of him. I promise not to lose it, and I put it in a very safe place. And then I say, your daughter's very brave. Well, she'll be grounded for the rest of her life when she comes back. (laughs) And I say... Right on, sister. <laughs> and then I say, I'm going to go find my Drug crew. Friends. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> meanwhile, we're going to finish. But this has been really helpful. Thank you so much for letting me oh, thank you. come and here. Your friends, <laughs> I sensed animosity between you and them, hence why you sort of stayed back from them. But remember, 
in our greatest need, friends will always be there. Mm-hmm. And I feel wow. you can rely on them. I'm not so sure about the ladybird, though. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that thing looks so fucking cruel. Oh my god, no, Mel's no. actually such a psycho. We don't know. I let out. That's why everyone liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I let out a sigh and I say, she's probably the best of the bunch. But thank you. Turn on your heels. <laughs> and then I kind of nod my head and head to the tavern. Jump cut, pub. Evelyn's dumping the petal water <laughs> like into the air. But it like smells kind of funky and it's like an aroma. Pearl loves it. Yeah, the, pin- the pins are all going fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> God, I feel like we need to just, like, take a fall off that seat. Like, I feel quite drained. Thank you, Meg. <laughs> you gather as much as you can information from the librarian with some time and you get the impression that. The maze it will be tough, but uh, again, maybe some sort of a, you know, preparation, whether it be through like finding materials, uh, torches, lamps, some way to mark the way. Again, these, these are all things from his research. The other thing, again, talking about this idea of a mirrored gate, something about showing your true self. So you're also pondering this, and of course, Megan, at this point, you see them come out, you see this horrific ladybug making a proper meal out of his rose water as one can. I don't, I don't like the way you're representing Pearl as horrific. She's a lady. She's a huge lady. ladybird. Is yeah. that graceful about her? Ladybird. Do you her as quite statuesque? She wears a necklace. She's a classy lady. Oh my gosh, she's definitely new money. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys like to do? We definitely need a debrief first. Yeah, so we need to catch up. Oh, yeah. Because Meg's been away for Okay, I'm going to go into the tavern and be like, guys, guys, like, nod towards the door Mm -hmm. for it to, like, them to come outside and have a word because I don't want to be shouting about the fact that I read this girl's diary (laughs) in the tavern. Evelyn gets it straight away before she leaves by way of thanking Bookman. She, like, takes her monogrammed handkerchief, like, dabs her brow with it and just, like... Throws it towards Bookman. She's like, "Thanks, Bookman," and, as, and then she leaves. Okay. As she's <laughs> leaving, yeah. Grace and Isabel notice that he's not reacted at all. It just falls to the ground. We're gonna, we all follow it. Like, oh, he's our gonna pick that up later. In, later, in later. similar fashion, I get inspired by it and oh. throw a sword. Is <laughs> it <laughs> She loves it. Oh my god, because he's been on the mead so hard. <laughs> the bookman is very flustered by first the uh, monogrammed uh, hanky and then a massive fuck off sword that he's thrown at them. And he's like, well, I, I'm glad I helped. Um, I just usher Izzy out very swiftly. Like, I smashed the Be safe, door. be safe. And then you just see the tavern owner looking at you and going, what the? And the door's already gone, you're out. <laughs> like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Meg. <laughs> so we follow Megan around the corner to a quietish spot. Yeah, a quiet spot. Guys, I've made a promise to a grieving mother and an orchid. And I'm down. We have to find this young girl. What have you found out? Oh, yeah, what have we found <laughs> We spoke to, like, a one guy, and turns out there's, like, a maze and a gate that shows you true self. You probably know all this. Oh, yeah, there's a minotaur in there. Okay. I'm just nod- nodding. Knocking? I'm knocking along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm knocking along. I'm just nodding along. 
and when you say Minotaur, I'm just like, whoa, like my eyes widen a bit. And to defeat the demon, there's something about its name, because everyone keeps pronouncing it weirdly, so we should probably try and find out what it's actually called. Right. I prepared for some standard traps, too. We've been told they could be... Prepared I don't know why I'm speaking yeah, standard, traps. standard traps. Standard traps. Have, you, okay. have you any practice in standard? No. <laughs> Did you guys hear anything about this a gate? Something Very briefly, there's something about like a what's it a mirrored like gateway after it shows you your true self, your but we're not really self. sure how to defeat or like get through it because apparently Bookman says that no one's ever got that far, and he's only based that on like accounts of people who haven't made it past there. And, like, I mean, to be going, and those who've come back have not been their true selves and been shaken yeah. to their core. And, and like, they've never been the same. Never mind, we can never return to the tavern. You, you can tell the bookman has <laughs> never been outside of the library. Like, you know, the oh, tavern is the new yeah. place to go because presumably the library's been shut. But oh. I'm immediately like, she mentioned a librarian, and I'm like, do you know whether he was a librarian? Yes, he was. Evelyn was just being dismissive calling him Bookman. <laughs> well, I could have called him Bookie McGee, but I thought that, that would be a little bit <laughs> too far. That might be naming a character. <laughs> yeah. But Megan, where have you been? You've been gone for quite a while. I went back to the councilwoman's house mm. to see if I could find anything out about her daughter. Right. I read her the end of her diary and it was a bit all over the place. I think clearly her memories were going, but... She mentioned this gate. She also mentioned that she's spoken to a librarian. So whatever information you guys now have from Mr. Bookman, I'm assuming, she also had. I can't help but think this whole your true self thing is the key to solving this. Mm. She did not mention anything about a mine at all, though, so that's horribly worrying because she's headed that way. So... As I previously said, a plant and a mother are expecting <laughs> So if she's been murdered by a minotaur, oh, that's far from ideal. <laughs> I try and calm myself down. But everyone here is emotion magic, so I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So guys, what do we do? I mean obviously we've got a head we've got a head to this labyrinth, but I'm worried about this whole this true self malarkey. Mm. I don't want us to get there and then just be stumped to the gate. So, yeah. any thoughts? How about you, Izzy? Uh, even in my drunken stupor, my sword that extension of my arm mm-hmm. starts to burn again. Mm-hmm. It starts. I, it starts burning the memory. So, I so up pretty freaking quickly and really try to get in touch with the kind of feelings pulsing through me from it. Mm-hmm. The memory of someone comes back to me. And they talk about a cloak that needs to be used. Okay. And I try and shout out to the be like, guys, I remember this. And everyone's like, shut up, you're drunk. And I'm like, no. Roll a law check for me, though. The uh, 20 plus your, I think it's two for your law, isn't it? Ooh, 10. 10 plus two? 12. 12. 12. So you remember in your previous life, you may have studied... Um, the uh, like Jason and the Argonauts. So there's something about a fleece, a some golden fleece that would hide the invisible wearer. Um, but there's just a tail. You're not sure. You've never fought a minotaur, or at least you can't remember fighting one like this. Invisibility though could help. And you look around the town. There doesn't seem to any shops you see are sort of boarded up. So any sort of magic shops probably aren't there. Evelyn's like. Oh, but we could maybe make an invisibility potion, right? 
and then she looks at Pearl. Oh, Pearl. <laughs> She's just fed some delicious ingredients too, in the form of rose water. And she hands, she holds out the jar expectantly <laughs> for Pearl to vomit into. Oh no! That bitch got fourteen plus three. Yeah! <laughs> Seventeen for Pearl's potion making. She holds out the jar expectantly, like eh, eh. That's where, where, where Pearl goes. <laughs> Screen sort of goes to the top and almost separates, oh. and you can see there looks to be a potion of invisibility just with a few <laughs> petals on top. <laughs> Evelyn just smugly screws the lid back onto the jar and just slides it into it. <laughs> like, one <laughs> done and done, and then she's like, Next, is that enough for all of us, or is that I think it'd be enough for a You don't know how the problem is how long it lasts. How long it lasts. Um, Oh, that was a very good role, and you, you know, you've relied on Pearl for other potions <laughs> at different times. Um, She's really happy. But you don't know how good invisibility will be, and you don't mm. know how long it will last. Standard. In norm- normal Pearl. times, it's usually been helpful for sneaking past enemies and stuff, but as soon as you make an attack, or um, or you make an action to sort of move something in its way to that, you have become visible again. I will say that. Okay, Evelyn pets Pearl on the head affectionately. <laughs> like, you always you always come through. You hold back her, uh, her antennae. <laughs> like a good gal pal. Yeah, like a good gal pal. <laughs> she reaches into her pocket to dab her brow, and then she's like, no, oh, shit, shit. like book man. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, guys, next means next. As what? As the designated leader of this party. Next does not I've next. literally gone green. <laughs> but then I'm like, guys, that's all great as being invisible, but the whole point is your true self. I don't think being invisible is gonna help us in this endeavour. It's the truth within ourselves. If this is the hurdle most people are falling at, if anything, being invisible is going to hinder us because that's hiding your true self even further. You make a good point. Uh, I was doing that for the Minotaur. That we need tours. to get past the gate to get to so our if I'm correct, friend. gate minotaur unnamed demon success. <laughs> okay, but that's the order we're going in. So oh yeah. Right. Okay. Right. I um, imagine if the demon was before the gate. Oh, be so late. Late. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even oh, stop it! No, I just want clarity on this oh. one. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You're gonna go towards. Yeah, we need to do something. We really do. do now, or do you wanna? Do we have supplies? Should we go get some supplies, can? or can we jamily be like, and here's the torch I I'd always say, have. I you know say, what we should get? Some fishing wire from the fish. Because yeah, I've got. Because <laughs> <laughs> fish red crumbs. Uh, we need some box style. Use fishing wire. No, but uh, also yeah, there was a repetition. String rope vine. No, I know. And so maybe we should try and find something like that kind of structure. Yeah, some fishing like I understand like the whole like basically just a straight D twenty check for me. <laughs> oh, ten. There's no pattern itself in the sense of rope string vine, but then mention of fishing wire, you kind of realise that all these things would be good <gasps> to believe. Fisherman's son! Oh my god! Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it with us! <laughs> oh yeah! 
it's long pieces of like rope or something like that. and you think actually it would to be guide us to guide you there yeah. yeah. rather than you need these three specific things it's just yeah. ideas of things to get yeah, yeah. and it's like the idea that one thing was crushed out so I don't go vines it's like no no rope instead it's not like it's yeah. just those things repeated Fishing wire could easily help as well. You think it'd be much sturdier than mm. vines, at least. Yeah. Um, we, need, we need something, and, that it, we, we need and to it would be less noticeable on. than a rope. That's true. A we string need to, would be also a viable thing as well. We need to acquire some fishing. We need to find the tackle shop. I think that is. Am I right, kids? A great. Plan. <laughs> right off we go then to the tackle shop. We go to the tackle shop. <laughs> like, is that the right? Yeah, that is the right. Yeah. It is the right word. Uh, I think all of you need to make me a D twenty check. To the tackle shop we go. Let's go. Let's go. That's a that's a four. I've got a four too. That well, five. Five. Shit. Only as you can get. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so unfortunately, um, the market is closing up now. And people, people are happy to help you. Like they realize you are the only one. So you do get stuff like torches and stuff. Okay. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be anything tackle related. There's someone says, "Well, I've got string. I don't know if that will help." And so you can't. The idea is that you can't. Unfortunately, with that check, only one of you did pass. So you. So Izzy wouldn't be able to get it, and then only Izzy. Can use it's, it. it's one word, right? It's putting it on more of a group check. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can cobble it. Yeah, string is fine. Yeah. Okay, but we've got something that can have the same purpose. Yes, should, should the case arise. And we have enough of it. It's not like. Happen. You don't know. No one's come back from the maze. Oh, that's so, so true. Oh, shit. Izzy, you're sort of you know, wandering around trying to find some, and there's like sort of a tap, and you look down, there's a small boy who goes, Don't know if this will help. And sort of, and he's got like some broken chalk. Oh my god, that's disgustingly nice. <laughs> you, you'll go help find my friend. Immediately oh. kill the little boy. Is he taking it? I don't know if this will help, but it's a chalk. So you do have, I would say, enough preparations to go into May. Should you okay. to? I will. You can wait till the next morning. Uh, the councilwoman, if you meet back up, she'll say you're more than welcome to stay. We can is it getting late? It's round to the dusk now, and you know it will take you like an hour or so to get there. It will be dark. But does it matter? We don't know. It's like a labyrinth anyway. Oh, that's very we true. We need to be able to, to see, see. I'm, I'm getting quite nervy and anxious because I'm very invested in saving this girl. That's true. So I'm like, I'm happy to go on. and scout it out. If you guys would rather rest until morning, I'm happy to go and try and assess the gate situation, but I would like to go now. I'm not too tired. I could probably go now, but we all have to be on board. We look at Evelyn. <laughs> I just jump onto Pearl. Literally <laughs> saying nothing. Right. <laughs> I just like click my heels against her sides. She doesn't have to fly. But as you start flying up, I'm like, Evelyn, wait. <laughs> what if this thing can also hurt Pearl? No, yeah, because Meg does have the intel that Pearl. Pearl's a shady bitch, potentially. No, no, but I mean like Pearl to get to the gate and something fucking. Uh, but we could Pearl. like use her as a test. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Is that fair? We that, Evelyn immediately drops Pearl to the ground. She's like, you stay here, Pearl. And then she shoots a look at Grace like, you fucking touch my ladybird. Oh. And then... It gives you the, the biggest sort of cow eyes, a big ladybird kind of goes, I don't want to stay here. I'll go with you. I just kind of shrug my shoulders like, I mean, she might be fine, but think of how you would feel if you lost her. Okay, I'll say, Pearl... You can come, but oh. when we get to the gate, you have to stay a safe distance away. Mm-hmm. And if anything happens to me, you fly away with Rocco and Cyril, oh. and you don't 
ever looked back. Oh! And I put my hand on her. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm laughing in the background. Oh, great. So, okay. Let's do this shit. So we all okay. proceed on foot. Yeah, yeah. let's get ourselves excellent. Oh, no, I ride Pearl as far as I can take her. I mean, come and on. And we walk. So Megan and I are, like, walking, but we're yeah. kind of discussing potential, like, how best to... Mm-hmm. Are we going to use... I'm really sorry if this sounds silly. So the rope... Got string. So are we going to, like... Just get past this soddy Do we use it to like guide us like through to know where we're going, or are we using the chalk to mark on walls? I think I think we should tie it at the beginning and obviously leave the string and see how far it gets, but also leave chalk markers or maybe little notes because I've got a feeling oh, like I'm guessing as we yeah, go through this thinking. little labyrinth yeah I was quite I, I see a theme <laughs> on the way we're discussing like how best to yeah sort that okay. and what we're going to use it for yes Super. sorry so you are making your way you've got some directions Down. to where the walking first <laughs> and you're walking your way there I'd like to know what is your marching order so who's going first who's going second who's going third and who's going last Evelyn's first I don't know can Ladybird see in the dark she's got glow in the dark thingies on there's there. nothing Google can't tell let's, us let oh. me, let's see what she has as her powers guys yeah, she's oh. also a Ladybird Fiona let's not beat around she's got potion magic yeah, potion magic Archery, randomly, <laughs> running, and law. So I'm going to say, no, she can't look right, in the dark. I'm Googling whether ladybirds... <laughs> she can't look in the dark or can't walk in the dark. can't see the dark. Can't. She just can't walk oh, in the dark. Oh, She's it's frozen. Too, too spooky here. <laughs> no, but someone gave us a torch. We've got torches. We're fine. Ladybird night vision does not throw up the Google results. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. But also, we need to be intelligent about this. Is this the order in which we're going to have to... Because I think oh, I thought Lady was Bird has two eyes, we were... but it doesn't see very well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she has a massive pair of glasses on as well. Oh my god, yeah, she's got Mother of Pearl glasses. Oh my god, so extra. She's aged 30 years. (laughs) Okay, riding Pearl, I have a great vantage point, so I'm happy to be the vanguard, but I think Megan is also pretty fighty, as is, is, I think Grace is definitely at the back. I don't know, I think, wouldn't it be a good idea for Izzy to bring up Rhea? Oh yeah, maybe Izzy should bring up the Rhea, and Grace is an archer as well, so Ooh, we're in the middle. All right, with Evelyn. Grace, me is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters too much about our. Nah. Yeah. I mean, she I says that as flash forward. Each other. <laughs> no, I think you're far more useful. Yeah. Don't say that. So, Evelyn, Megan, Grace. Is oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that, sorry, is that, is that what it was, right? Yes. Yeah. I think Megan would make the first move out of her and Grace anyway. Yeah, so. okay. I agree. So I'm slightly apprehensive, despite my amazing running skills. <laughs> so quick. So quick. A run, a run. Um, I would like all of you to make me a d20 checks. Well, I'm just going to do it into my book. 18! Go around and all this. So, go on. Oh, 18. 18? 7. My eyesight is as bad as pearls. 18. Oh. Eesh. 16. Alright, you do pass, even though everyone's like, that away! Pointing <laughs> in the opposite direction. Because <laughs> she can't see. But pearls like, eh. Pearls <laughs> like, yeah, that seems legit. So you, you slowly make your way out of the town, oh. and you leave the lights of the village behind you, and you make your way to into the darkness. So I always think of Monty Python, which is like, you are in a dark, expensive forest. <laughs> 
It's in a dark place. Um, <laughs> and as you sort of look up, the canopy stops in, uh, coming over the top of your heads, and you hear maybe an owl or two. And you make your way through the path, and you can start to see footprints, and you sort of follow them. And you... Are they human? They look human. Oh, they look they look humanoid. Okay. It starts to tail off a little bit, and then you find, as you go into some debris, it's sort of like um, swords, uh, shields, a couple of arrows, and stuff like that. But they don't look like they've been used in combat, they just look as if they've been dropped. No, Discarded. No. Forgotten. Uh, can we pick up a shield or something? Can we pick up an eye or some arrows? Particularly uh, good. Just roll straight plenty then. That's a 15. 15. Uh, yeah, so there's like some shield set. Do I have to roll, roll for that as well? No, because uh, again, you're sort of picking these up as you sort of go. They're yeah. just making sure that like, you see, see what you see. So yes, yeah, so there's some shields, there's some um, arrows. There's a, like one of those horned helmets. Ooh, oh, these look good enough. Yes. You'd be like, <laughs> mine, bitches. <laughs> At first you only see like one or two, and then you start to see quite a few piles of stuff, and you're mm. wondering, where has this all come from? No blood, no bodies, no nothing. Oh, this is the gate. Yeah. And then you get to a clearing. And you sort of stop at the clearing. And you see, actually, who was it that had dreams about Or had things about You had a vision yeah. about this. And someone else had a vision. Oh, it was me! It was you, yes. Was and the, yeah, because I said your name wrong. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. Both of you recognise it as where you saw it in your vision. This sort of clearing with the trees and this hole into sort of... Almost like a hobbit's hole type thing. And you feel sort of this breeze come out and it's silent. And actually, if you listen, the birds have stopped cawing. I see his grace's hand. <laughs> it's a bit clammy. Very clammy. Oh, we're, we're in clammy heaven. But the thing that becomes immediately apparent is that this hole, this sort of tunnel, isn't as big as you thought it was. And it looks like. Oh, no, there's only room for one. No, no, no. Oh, no. That was not that this is like happening oh. and she's ready to slide off Pearl anyway because she doesn't want her to go anywhere near the oh, danger so oh, she slides off and she's like Pearl <laughs> you stay here remember what I said she sort of looks at you and goes mm, okay should we speak it's quite a stressful moment she's like just be safe Oh. I, I like you out of all the others. Oh. I'd eat you last if I was a carnivore. Oh, oh and I just go that for Which I am, technically. You gave me aphids. She loves aphids. I, I give her a final aphid. And... <laughs> At this point, I'm like, Evelyn, can we wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like peering quiet you. Like lean my forehead I'm on her, silently weeping at this beautiful scene. <laughs> badly, badly. A, piece of, uh, like a, a, a bit of moonlight comes in, you both for a second. But yeah. neither yeah. of us three, like none of us three, can actually understand what's being yeah. said. Like, <laughs> we just think they're both like wiggling eyebrows at each other. And we're like, what's happening? <laughs> the forehead touch is universal, oh. and it's very moving. It and then. <laughs> Evelyn sniffs slightly and just quickly turns away and just strides into the passage. You can oh god, straight in, huh? Yeah, she can't handle it. And we're not ready for her to have gone. Like, yeah, we're we, like, oh fuck, we, we better have to her. Her. Be after Yes. Okay. <laughs> As you go into the, uh, the passageway, it sort of goes straight and then down. And 
You soon comes apparent you go 30, 40, it is now completely pitch dark. Oh shitting fuck. Oh, we haven't, we haven't, no, no, we haven't done the string. The string. Okay, who's going back out to get the tie string? I'll do it. You're, you're so quick at running. Yes, I am. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> tie it, no, tie it to a tree. Do like. I tie it to Pearl? No. No, like, like, <laughs> like Pearl's the edge of the entrance to oh. see, like, she's staying outside. Oh, no, I'm going to get out. We can't trust that Pearl's going to, like, no, we should do it today. There's a rat trust you. But, like, what if she gets scared and flies away or something? Tie it to the closest yeah. tree. So I run back. Yep. Really, really fast, and I'm like, I've got this... I've got a rucksack of string. Like, there's a lot. We've yeah, got a lot. Like, it's quite weighty, but I'm Yeah, you've got all the balls string like, yeah. And I tie it to this oak because I don't have knot tying. Who had knot tying again? My One fucking rock. So late. Like, we, we had a bit of downtime. Oh, yeah. So Rocco can be Rocco there. Rocco's instructing me how best to tie. So I'm at the oak and I'm tying it and it's really strong and I'm like, this is right. Yeah, I need you to do a straight roll for that then. Oh, Twelve. It's sturdy and Rocco's sort of okay. nods. He does an international sign of going, good work. Okay, so I give it like a final like tug just to check and then I kind of like, yeah, I don't know how to describe what's that? It's a spindle sort of thing, but it's a ball of string. But I've got it and I kind of like pull it as I'm going. So I go back in and I call out like, guys, and then Grace. And so I follow him. But you're not very far in, are you? No, we haven't got very far. You would have stopped. I'm I'm holding on to Evelyn at this point to make sure she doesn't go any further without (laughs) her. So how long is it? So you would have all waited and you're all back together. But it is pitch black in this case. Are we going to use any of the torches? We've got torches. Let's do that. Are they like flamey torches or are they torchy torches like modern day torches <laughs> you are in high fantasy uh, I would be impressed if you can suddenly like oh batteries yes yeah, that's true so, yeah, so I'm guessing do you all like torches does one of you like a torch should we conserve one at the front one at the back yeah am I now responsible for the string Yes, it would seem I'd so. say so. Okay, these two are protect grace at all costs have we also put a marker <laughs> you've only literally you've only just got it okay I'm so sorry <laughs> You've gone straight. I'm so excited, <laughs> but also quite nervous. So, you start making your way down it, and the light casts around all of you, actually, with both torches, a nice sort of firelight, and so you can see for a good 20 feet in front of you now. And as you slowly go, making your way, being careful again, making sure you don't catch the string on anything. Mm. The light itself flickers, so obviously naturally it is more spooky. There are shadows, there are things playing in it, and rocks sort of, uh, it looks like some of the humanoid shadows are there and then they're gone. But it's all quiet, all calm. And then looming up in front of you, there looks to be a mirror, completely circular. And you're about 20 feet from it, and you all see it, um, but it is one of those mirrors which is sort of concave slightly, so you can't see your reflections currently in the mirror. What would you like to do? We're going to have to go up to it. We are. But we can't go up. We'll have to go up one by one, surely. It just shows your true self. I think it was important that there were four of us. Yeah. Let's all go up together. Yeah, plus we're friends, right? Like, we know one another from the real world. We live together. There must be a reason why all four... Maybe four of us can do this. But we can only do it with all four of us. But at this point, I've also noticed that there's no sign of anyone else in here, is there? You don't see any signs of anyone else. Um, make, if you're looking for like other entrances or other... No, no, I'm room. looking for bodies. Oh, yeah. No sign of any bodies. And all of you notice this. There is no... It's like... Dead, there's, there's no, and that's 
thing because obviously you saw so many weaponry into yeah. that side. And we haven't seen the daughter yet, which means she's gotten in. So she's been successful. Well, so she something from the be. diary, maybe. True self has got to be it. Right, so let's approach together, guys, I reckon. Yeah. You're all okay. Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm quite nervous. <laughs> We're doing it. Don't be, you're with us. That's the whole thing. No, but I've got yeah. strength. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get so bad. I'll drop You start to approach yeah. the mirror. Yes. 25 feet. Mm-hmm. 20 feet. Mm-hmm. 15 feet. Okay. Oh, no, not 40 feet. My map is going bad then. It's 10 feet. And even then, in that 10 feet, you can't see yourselves in this mirror. No. You can see shapes, like four shapes, and the, the light of your torches are sort of um, making sort of shadows and stuff like that. So it is very hard to see. It's very distorted. Mm. And actually looking at it now... You can all make uh, d20 rolls. Those with law can mm. add their law to it. Or if you've got something another ten. That's a fucking four. four. Oh. I've got ten. Ten? Ten. Ten. I've got seventeen with law. Seventeen with law. You are so concentrating on this. Is it? You know, you're you're trying to amp yourself up, trying to think what it is. The rest of you, um, Evelyn in particular, you think it's not a mirror. Like there is definitely something there, something reflective. But any sort of mirror, especially one of this size in the wild, that's unnatural. And you see it sort of shimmer slightly as well. And you can actually, now you're looking at it, you can see all around it is sort of etched into it. It's sort of almost like a hieroglyphs, almost sort of glyphs, like not, not shining or anything like that. But you see sort of an inscription in a language you can't see. Do you still go forward? We've got you. Mm-hmm. We're told we have to translate that. No. Yeah, I mean, you can point it out to the others, but none of you recognise okay, it. Okay, not even with the law. Not even with the okay. law. Okay, so what are our, our options then? We yeah. either carry on or we we attack it? We try and use magic on it? Well, yeah, what so magic? What magic? Like, Evelyn will let the group know, like, guys, this isn't a mirror. I think we need to prep our weapons. Okay. Okay. I feel like we should approach it a little more because we're still... We do need to... Like, at the end of the okay. day, we need you're to... Still, you're ten feet away from it now. Should we get closer all together then? I think we should. All together yeah. now. So, you I'm approach the mirror and you get to five feet. And as you sort of move into it, these obviously shapes in this substance, this mirror-like substance, come closer as well. I will need you to make a d20 check, just straight. Eighteen! Five! Five! Down. You look straight ahead and it's no longer a mirror to you. Mm. It is like a mist. And the person that comes out is a rather tall woman, sort of comes in it's weird, she comes into a room and she's like, I'm so sorry, mate. Oh I got the bus here instead of getting using my car. Oh but don't worry, I'm here now. It's fine. Um oh I left all this stuff, I'm so sorry. Uh Okay. You see another lady come in wearing a beautifully bright jacket. Then down said, "You don't. Need to, you shouldn't worry about jobs. It's fine. You know, you did so well to get this one. You'd be absolutely fine." Evelyn, Evelyn. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Grace. So I'm so sorry. It's so hot outside, and a similar sort of uh, sort of a girl with brown, brown mousy hair stepped forward, saying these things out towards you. And Evelyn, he's over jeans, man. Teriyaki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but can we only hear like you can only hear yeah you can't see your respective ones you see these other people and only Megan and Izzy recognise them as your previous selves 
Will our party be able to stop the demon from terrorizing the small sleepy village of Sandpoint? Will they be able to retrieve their lost memories of their former lives? And once all this is over, would they want to go back home? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Evelyn Goodall, Megan Roderick, Izzy Fenlon, and Grace Potter. This episode's RPG was in-name only, created by Doug Lewandowski, Jack Rosetree, and Alison Cardinale. You can find out more information about in-name only and download a free copy of the rules on the in-name only Kickstarter. You can also buy the full version of in-name only from the PNP Arcade website. That's www.pnparcade.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org. Licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply. <laughs>